0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Angler's Happy Hour Podcast. In today's episode, we chat with our good buddy, Justin Lucas. We talk about a wild trip down to Mexico, Justin catching a 13.9 largemouth in a tournament, and we get into the nitty gritty details of fishing during a shad spawn. Stick around guys, hope you guys enjoy. All right, can you guys see we're recording?
1: Yes. Uh, I can see that, so now I won't be able to sue you. I've acknowledged that you're recording me. Do you give consent?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, uh, what's the good word, guys? What, uh, what are you guys up to on a nice Saturday? No, I'm i just...
2: Uh, to, uh, go ahead, Nick.
1: Yeah, sorry about that. It,
0: it only just took us 24 seconds.
1: To talk all over each other? Yeah. <laughs> You would think for all the podcasts we've done remotely in this coronavirus era that we wouldn't be doing that. But I think we've almost done it even more than in the beginning of the coronavirus era. We're running impatient. Yeah, it's, we, dude, that's a sentiment that I think all of us can feel. It's just we're all getting a little itchy, but uh, not a whole lot's going on over over at my house, man. I uh, um, had a pretty good week, uh, got my uh, my beloved big black truck home from the uh, mechanic who'd been doing a lot of work on it yesterday. So that was kind of one of my selfish highlights of the week. Um, Pretty, pretty cool. Do you guys remember old big Mike? Yeah, let's talk about him.
2: Tell us what you did to it. What, what's all going on there? It looks pretty cool.
1: Yeah, thanks man. So I, that was one of those bad decisions you make on offer up. Um, There was, I had been, I had been window shopping that for a long time. And then the guy finally just like dropped the price to fire sale level. And uh, so I, I hit him up, and I went and looked at it, and it was just so cheap that it it blinded me to start overlooking all the like glaring issues that it had. And so he's a 1983 uh, one-ton Chevrolet dually four-door dually pickup truck, and uh, the the previous owner had done quite a bit of suspension work to it to where it's it's on airbags, right? So when you when you let the air out of the bags, the the whole frame rail of the truck sits on the ground. So it definitely had the cool factor going on, but uh, it didn't take me long driving home to realize that it was uh, it had one foot in the grave. So I took it to my buddy and uh, we did a little heart transplant on it. We did an engine out of a later model, um, three quarter ton Silverado. So it's got a, a newer fuel injected V8 in it now and uh, put a big rowdy camshaft in it. So it uh, it wakes the dead you sit at a stoplight and like the things just rattling and bucking and shaking. And uh, a lot of people take uh-huh. notice. That's what you want. Dude, it, it just screams me. <laughs> Everybody, look at me. <laughs> but so it's funny, you know, it, it's gotten hot here now. You know, I think yesterday was like 105 or 106 and I was cruising home in it. And of course, it's got the old fashioned air conditioning where you just roll down a window and uh, let no the air blow in us, your yeah. face. Oof. And it was about a 30 mile drive home from my buddy's shop. And, uh, it was, it was a hot dog at 5 PM, but, uh, yeah. oh, so we got to, I was getting some takeout from my family for dinner and I went to the restaurant and it was pretty funny. There was a, I don't know, German sports cars at all, but it was some type of a Porsche and you could tell it was a serious one because it had like, it, obviously it was all wheel drive and it had racing, uh, tires on all four, like the tires that have no, um, lines in them, you know, they're just like bald slicks. Hmm. And he had parked like sideways through three um, parking spots over in the corner. So guess where I parked?
2: Right next to
1: him. Oh, dude, you bet, man. And then I laid it out. So I d- dumped all the air out of the bags. And I took a funny picture of it <laughs> sitting next to this guy's like $200,000 car. And here's my giant flat black turd laying frame next to it. But uh, So I took it home. And uh, it's got a little bit of you know wrinkles we need to iron out still. So one of them being that we left the shifter from, you know, the original three-speed automatic. And uh, now it has a four-speed automatic and the uh, the cable kind of has a hard time moving from drive, neutral, reverse, park. It's just, it's kind of mushy. It's like a spoon in a bowl of oatmeal stirring around in there and you just don't really know what you're gonna come up with. Oh. So I took it home and uh, got my kids in it and my wife, and we were gonna take a little victory lap around the neighborhood and did not have it in park, but had it in reverse. And the air system takes quite a long time before it can get the truck up off the ground. So I was outside of the truck while everyone else was in it getting something. When the air system finally had enough pressure that it lifted up. And dude, it went backwards. In like slow no one's motion in the driver's my, seat? Nope, no one's in the driver's seat, dude. My <laughs> whole family is going backwards through my driveway and smoke oh, oh, oh. the wall. Boom! No way, hits dude. The wall, and I'm just mortified. I'm like, is anyone hurt? Oh my God. And then I realized, okay, no one's hurt. But then I was like, oh, I just did a number on my brand new gate. Cause I just built, had a gate uh-huh. built. Uh-huh. I walked back there, dude, the biggest withdrawal from my karma bank account I've made in a long time. I had smoked a cardboard box with the old starter that I had taken out. My truck just didn't annihilated that box. And the starter was the contact point between the bumper and the fence. It got obliterated, but everything else was fine.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Set it up Very perfectly, cool. man, like it was supposed to happen.
1: Yeah, so that was all the drama and excitement uh, we had going on in, in uh, my neck of the woods. But yeah, it's pretty funny, man. Big Mike definitely brings the classiness of this neighborhood down about a thousand percent. Is
2: that neighbors? what we're calling the 83 Chevy is Big Mike?
1: Yeah, Big Mike, dude. That, I guess that's another side story that I won't take us down too deep. But I had a guy on the internet telling me that he was the one who built it out of Texas. That's not who I bought it from, but I put a, a picture of it up. And uh, the guy's like he he private messaged me instantly. He's like, dude, that's Big Mike. I know that truck. So pretty funny.
0: Interesting. I thought you were naming him after the uh, alligator, that giant alligator at the aquarium over there in Scottsdale. His name is Big Mike too, isn't it?
1: It is. And Big Mike the alligator (laughs) is probably damn near as big as Big Mike. Big Mike might have him on weight, but not on length.
0: (laughs) That thing is unbelievable. It's huge. That's so funny. I bet we. I think we've even talked about the other big mic on this podcast before uh, dude, we need up, a
1: a remote control version of that alligator <laughs> yeah, 31 I, feet long cruising around at saguaro lake be sweet if that's oh. if it's an arizona deal it needs to be a snake
0: dude like a nine a foot Gator long og- rattlesnake it's snake. not gonna work you know but how about you rob what uh, what's been happening your way this week man
2: nothing out of the ordinary other than uh well i've been doing it for the last few months but riding my bike a lot mountain biking and hiking and just trying to stay busy um i i feel like i'm gonna get an experiment going on i i eat as much as i possibly can and then i exercise as much as i possibly can and i think the eating is winning unfortunately but yeah, the big bowl was, of ice cream every night needs to quit. Um, that type of stuff, but it is what it is. So,
0: is that something that Boyd does? Is a bowl of ice cream every night? That's like a, kind of an athlete thing, right? They work, they work uh, off so many calories and stuff. They actually need something like that, or no?
2: Yep, I'm not in that category. Though, is uh,
0: Rob <laughs> is an
1: athlete. He is hey truly go, Olympic you? grade.
2: No, <laughs> no, we're we're hooked on. Um, I think it's Blue Bell ice cream from okay. out of texas the stuff's phenomenal but i mean we can go through a container in a couple nights unfortunately so i've been uh, attacking the ice cream a little bit too much probably need to <laughs> slow down on that um yeah the, still waiting on a part for my boat i just feel like yeah it's crazy i haven't been fishing for a couple weeks now unfortunately so yeah that's
0: frustrating when the fish are it actually fighting fairly yeah. decent too you know
2: yep yeah but it's um you know it'll eventually get here so
1: right on right do you on. have an eta on that rob because i need you to take me fishing since i certainly haven't found a boat to buy yet.
2: yeah he said like five days to five weeks so yeah he's got it narrowed down pretty that's good. quite <laughs> a
1: range <laughs> yeah. he should so be a we'll weatherman if he's going to be that descriptive
2: yeah i think a lot of it has to do with um the shutdowns of some of the distributors and maybe even mercury uh, yeah i don't know what their situation is but i think josh and i talked about i think wisconsin's shut down more than a lot of other states so yeah
0: that's for their factories and wisconsin's been uh pretty hardcore on their regulations right now so. damn rona gets it everywhere yep. it does every yep. everything um josh well, what's up with you man I snuck out fishing. Emma was, uh, um, Nick was pissed at me, Rob, because he goes, you took Emma fishing again and not me. Dude, you, uh, I don't you get said, it, man. Man. <laughs> Do you love her more than me? Uh- <laughs> I don't
1: get it, dude. I've been friends with you way longer than you've had a daughter. I, I just, uh, I call BS every day of the week,
0: man. Well, I took my daughter fishing instead of Nick. So sorry, Nick, but, uh, we had a pretty fun day, man. Uh, we went up to Roosevelt again. She had such a good time last week we went again, I am probably going to try to fish a tournament next weekend. So I figured, Hey, let's just go back out there. And it's double duty. You know, I, I, take, uh, take my daughter out for a fun day and get to look at the lake for another day. So it was pretty cool. We, we caught, uh, quite a few fish, largemouth, like drop shotting and just, just fishing for numbers more or less. Um, I left the top water rod in the rod locker. And, um, what was kind of funny was the, you know, the first fish that uh, I caught, she instantly called it by name from the first fish I caught the other day. So I was just like, yeah, that is. that. She called him Finny. So I was like, that's Finny. <laughs> He's back, you know. So <laughs> nice. we threw, threw Finny in the live well. And then a little after that, we caught Danny, And then we caught, <laughs> uh, I think she called the third one uh, some girl name. I can't remember, like Calla or something like that. So
2: Dude.
0: go
1: ahead. So so is Finney from, like, the northeast coast? Does he got, like, a like a, a white tank top on or anything? Because when I hear Finney, I'm thinking, like, Jersey Shore. Does he, does he, like, fist pump or anything? Or is it, like, Finn with an F? Because I'm thinking V.
0: Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. not Vinny, But Finney could be a kind of a, 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 a New Jersey name, too, maybe. I don't know. Dude,
1: I think he is. I think he might be a Florida strain uh, transplant from the northeast. <laughs>
0: It's hilarious, dude. Uh, so we had fun with the bass. And then, so I was more prepared for the bluegill. When I was there last time, I saw some bluegill beds. So I was like, nice. okay, I'm going to take her and, and we'll do the whole thing. Like I'll actually put a hook on her rod with a bobber and stuff like that. And we'll catch nice. some of these bluegill. So, dude, I don't know. I did not do a very good job of explaining um, what we were doing. I, you know, now that she was going to have an actual hook on the end of her rod and not just be casting a bait with no hooks. I tried to explain the dangers of the hook (laughs) and dude, I just scared her too much. Like I felt so bad, but she's like, I don't want it. It's going to hook me. It's going to hook me in the belly. Like she thought she was going to get hooked by the hook. You know, I just, I was too (laughs) serious about my warning of the hook. So, and then, um, something about the, the, the word bluegill was menacing to her too. Like, (laughs) dude, she'll, she will literally hold a bass. Like lip it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and she's, whole, like, lip it, try to lip it anyways, pet it, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. anything, but when we are we start fishing for these bluegills, and she's <laughs> petrified of the hook, she just has her first, her first fishing meltdown, just like you had talked Aww. about with your kids, dude. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> she goes, I don't want to catch a bluegill, I don't want to catch a bluegill, they're scary, I don't want to catch a bluegill, so, long story short, dude, I mean, we got these bluegills swarming all over this hook, and, like, we could have just whacked them, but She, uh, loses her mind, dude. And I had to, I had to, um, cut, cut the bluegill fishing short and we went back after bass. So we'll try it again. I don't know.
1: Well, dude, maybe she's just diehard bass like her dad. I mean, I know there was probably (laughs) everything in your
0: DNA was like, this is a waste of time. Gotta go out there and get (laughs) five by 3 PM. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. That's how I feel when I'm fishing for trout. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like what is this wimpiness? I'm just kidding. Uh, I know. Yeah, but, but it was, it was, it was still a good day on the water. It was still fun. And I, one of my other buddies I was talking about this is like, okay, next time you do that, he goes, don't call him bluegill. Just call him by a different name, you know, say, Hey, we're going to go catch sunfish. some brim or sunfish, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it'll uh, yep. probably work, but she's, she's anti bluegill currently.
1: Dude, the bluegill is just such an intimidating name. You know, they just got that blue and those little beady eyes staring
0: at her. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she'd love them. They're such cool little fish. But uh, anyways, we'll try that again.
1: And, you know, you can downsize your approach to the point where, like, she's still little at three. But you can make some sport out of that, man. Like, you can buy some real, like, soft action. I used to love ice fishing rods when I was a kid. I'd buy those little, like, three-foot long soft rods, put four-pound test on it. A, a good size bluegill pole, man. Like it's, 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 there's some sport in that. I could see her coming around at some point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'll probably hopefully take her again next week or the following. So
1: we'll see. Well, just remember yeah. when that tournament rolls around that, unlike Emma, I know how to back a boat down. So just saying, I mean, if she's replacing everyone as a tournament partner, just remember who can back a truck down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nick, you're dying to fish, man. I'm I'm dying to go with you too, man. Um, well, so we got a couple of different things we can talk about before we get our guest on. The The first would be, I, I do want to touch real quick on what's happening across a lot of the country fishing-wise right now, just because we're out of the spawn in, you know, the southern half of the country. Up north, they're still approaching the spawn, but down south, the bass spawn is either well, well, well underway or already over, freshly over, so two major things happened to me when that when we get into this phase and, and there are other types of spawns, there are bait fish spawns, shad spawn and uh, bluegill spawn. And, uh, you know, the bass are going to hang, the big bass a lot of times will hang around shallow a little bit longer and try to take advantage of this. Um, Rob, have you seen any of this shad spawn? I know your boat was in the shop, but before it before it went in the shop, were you seeing any of the shad spawn or bluegill spawn?
2: Uh, I wasn't seeing it yet, but uh, from what I understand, it's just full blown shad spawn on a lot of the lakes right now. Um, it's one of my favorite times of year. Cause you can, but one of the biggest keys to this time of year is starting super early. If mm. you get out there at an hour after the sun is up, you probably miss that bite. You know, it's a, it's a pretty quick deal. Do you agree with that, Josh?
0: Yeah. And it absolutely sucks after, yeah. <laughs> after it's over yeah. for a chunk of the day and then the <laughs> afternoon it picks back up. But if you're, if, if it gets light at six o'clock between seven 30 and 11, it's Dead gonna zone. be tough very mm-hmm. tough i mean do you yep. guys agree
2: totally yeah. beyond tough and but you know that first first hour hour and a half can be you know Amazing. phenomenal yep yeah yep. yeah top water crank baits jerk baits spinner baits whatever they just if it, if it resembles a shad or a bait fish you usually can catch them on it
0: no doubt no doubt and when, when so if you're new to the shad spawn and you're just launching yeah your will boat, you, you get that for, for us dude for sure. So there are a couple things, there are a couple different types of shorelines and cover that I think shad prefer. And I want you guys to add to this too. Um, if I, if I miss something or if you disagree, but, um, and, and a couple things to look for, of course, the number one thing, anytime you're looking for uh, bait is birds. I mean, it doesn't matter where you fish around the country. And if I'm on a new lake and I'm looking for it's May and I know, okay, this is shad spawn time of year. And I'm literally on a brand new lake. I'll, I'll drive my motor around until I see some herons posted up on the bank. And that's the first big key. And that's, that's, that's uh, shad that are spawning on the bank. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll spawn offshore and that's a little trickier and harder to find, but usually you, you can find a shad spawn happening on the bank. You see a couple of herons posted up and you go up close and you see the shad are running the banks. And, um, I don't know. I think they, I think they, they like rock a lot. You know, if you've got a lake, that's got a lot of clay bottom and then rock. Um, I seem to find them on the rocks quite a bit. Um, they love spawning on like rubber floats in marinas, like the plastic mm. floats in marinas. That's super, super common. And if you've got a big like covered uh, marina with covered slips and those uh, rubber floats, they're all over it. Have you guys have you seen them doing that?
2: Yeah, for sure. It you really sparked my interest, Josh, when you said shad spawning offshore. Explain that to me. Is that are they on grass? Or are they on shallow rocks out off the bank? Or what, what are you talking about there?
0: That's, and that's one that we don't see as much in Arizona, but like, if you go fish the Tennessee river, for example, um, and, and, and a lot of different lakes that have shell beds, I've seen them spawn on shell beds and, uh, both gizzard shad and threadfin shad and God, that's an incredible situation, but it's also incredibly hard to find. I mean, they're they're shallow shell beds that are in three to six feet of water but they could be a hundred yards offshore on, on an offshore shell bar or something like that. So that's, that's one where, you know, local knowledge really helps a lot if you know where some of that stuff is at. But if you are, yeah, if you're fishing a lake at home and you know where some shell beds are at or, or, um, you know, shallow, hard bottom type places, hard bottom I think is the real big key there. Um, I've also, uh, I've seen it happen on, on, uh, certain grass lakes, like, uh, where you have like a lot of hydrilla and stuff and then you'll have a bare spot, um, I had, I've had a couple ex- uh, experiences where they would spawn on that bear spot also.
2: Hmm.
0: But that's Does, a needle in a haystack.
2: Yeah, it so- sounds like it. Yeah. It just doesn't happen in Arizona or out in our Western lakes as much like that. That's why, that's why it sparked my interest. I'd never really heard of that before. Um uh, but from what, what I have noticed, I mean, on our Arizona lakes, our big Canyon lakes, uh, the fish will get on steep rocks in the morning a lot of times. Um, and it's one of those times a year when you really have to have your, your casting needs to be spot on because you need to get that bait right on the edge of the water. Cause most of those fish first thing in the morning are, you know, in a foot or water or less. Um, do you agree with that?
0: Oh yeah. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. And, and does it on, on those types of situations in our lakes, does it go away as soon as the sun hits the water? So if you have a shady bank, does it last a little longer?
2: Yeah, definitely. I I think it does, and I mean it. I don't know. I've had some of my best guide trips on shad spawns. You know, that first hour you get it's just ridiculous. But uh, and you can extend it a little bit in some shade, which obviously the cliff walls help do that.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, Rob is the shad master. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah,
1: so I have a question that may or may not. I don't think Rob's master of anything, but maybe we could give him shad (laughs) shad quality. At least, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Throw throw him that at least. (laughs) Definitely not bluegill. He's he's definitely not graduated to that. Now, this might no, be a question no, that close. you guys know, or maybe it's more of a, like, too technical on the biological front, but do shad? So, obviously, shad spawn and stop, spawn and stop, spawn and stop, right? Like, every morning, you, you mentioned the sun comes up and wipes it out. I've always wondered, is the same fish spawning multiple times, huh. or is there that many of them that they're just, like, taking turns? Like, you get Tuesday. I'll take Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, you know?
2: Well, the ones that go on Tuesday uh-huh. that get, that get eaten by the bass don't go on Wednesday.
3: That's Fair enough.
1: I- right. They're, they're waiting <laughs> to recycle. For <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs>
1: and then do they do they actually like, cause I, I, other species of fish that spawn like a bass or a bluegill, like they make a nest, they drop their eggs and they guard them. Do shad spawn just kind of over, over the open bottom, but the like, related to the bottom but do they actually sit like the eggs hit and hatch or do they just kind of hatch and that's that i've never really understood the the mechanics of it
0: that's incredible nick that you've got these questions dude because when it comes to like a practical uh, use application for that from the fishing i don't i I have i've never really had to think about that you know like i mean you see the shad spawn the bass fall in and you catch the bass but when it comes to what's (laughs) happening there dude I have no idea. Have no how idea many hell, millions
1: of those little damn things are over there just swimming around? Because you see them up on the bank and they're just like, you know, going crazy, bumping into each other, swimming up and down, left and right. It's like, it's a, I don't know. So probably a wormhole that we can't answer and was maybe not even worth going down. But I've always wondered that well, because I'm it's curious. just chaos is a mother.
0: Well, one of us is going to have to do that research because now we probably have some curious listeners. What would be well, ideal is as if Google. we have a biologist and that's listening maybe they can send us a whole a full-on synopsis and, and we can just, just read it off but. break it down it'd be cool yeah. right because <laughs> like us. you can see
1: what's up right on like when you're when you're bed fishing for bass you can almost even see like, I don't think I've ever seen bass eggs have you guys ever seen bass eggs but you know where they are right like there's a spot that yeah, is yeah. like the trigger like that's the spot whereas shad are just kind of like bumping into each other swimming until they get eaten <laughs>
0: it's interesting man that's a great thought dude i don't know we're gonna have to research that man that's that's actually just got got my curiosity Hmm. well
1: i know i'll just sign off i'm done for the day yeah good job nick so what do you guys throw
0: what do you like to throw in something like that just like rob had said anything anything that looks like a shad that fits the cover and watercolor that you're fishing right so like um spinnerbait a swim jig, a crankbait, a jerkbait, a, um a swim bait. All those things work really well. Um this is a weird one, but I was in Texas one time, uh fishing Rayburn and we fished a charity tournament with like a 100 boats or something and we finished 3rd, had a big bag on a shad spawn on a Carolina rig. We didn't really <laughs> we had this spot that like a nice little hard shallow hard bottom spot. And we weren't going there for the shad spawn. We were just going to Carolina rig it because I had caught some big ones on a Carolina rig doing that the day before. And we show up to our first spot rigging, and we just start catching (laughs) five-pounders. And uh, it it was just every cast, dude. So we are like, well, you're not going to put the Carolina rig down, obviously. (laughs) So we Carolina rigged like 23 pounds off of a— the shad spawn. <laughs> that's
1: hilarious. That's so you awesome. had a, a paddle tail swim bait behind the, uh, that was what you're rigging was with, right? Something, dude. <laughs> it's hilarious, kidding.
2: man. But that,
0: that's how aggressive those fish were, man. Like <laughs> anything that you threw in there, they would bite.
2: My take on the shad spawn a lot too, is like, if you plan to go catch them on a shad spawn, you a lot of times miss them. I mean, it's mm. so, I feel like it's pretty random, especially areas of the lake where they go off and they're not as consistent, um, on some of these lakes out here at least dude and
0: yeah go ahead i would say a lot of lakes are similar too like these lakes are inconsistent and like if you're fishing a multi-day tournament with in Mm. the shad spawn um i've been nervous right well yeah you just there's going to be one out of the three or four days where it just doesn't happen and you Mm -hmm. get mind-blowing because sometimes the weather doesn't change at all but um i look back at a tournament um, last year we had an MLF tournament at Smith Lake and had the best shad spawn going ever, man. I mean, I was literally, I was, I was catching 20 fish a morning on this shad spawn and setting myself up for the whole day. And, uh, after the cut day and the knockout round that we, we did have weather come in, but we had a terrible thunderstorm right before first light, no shad spawn and the mm-hmm. weights for the entire field is completely tanked. <laughs> but, uh, I've seen it when there's no, not even a weather change and they don't spawn and I, yeah, I, I don't get it, dude.
2: I've also seen where the shad are still there and the bass just aren't there. Mm. Like, you know, the the school of fish just moved on to the next bunch of shad. You know, so it, I don't know, it's it's a pretty random deal. But when you when it when the stars align, it's uh, phenomenal. Some of the it's best
1: magical fish stuff. Ever. Rob, we always joke about that trip where uh, the three of us got to go out and you you cast netted us some some live shad and proceeded to whoop on them pretty good. And you know, I I haven't had the same you know, experiences that you both have had where you can, you know, get on it and feel somewhat confident that you know where it's going to be and how to fish it. And I've admired both of you for that. But that one day, man, that was fun. And that's exactly what you described where they, you know, that was at our local canyon, one of our local canyon lakes here. And they were doing their thing right on the cliff wall, man. You were throwing the cast net and it was like bouncing off the cliff wall to catch them
2: yeah it's it's rare that we use live bait but that those situations that was so much fun uh,
1: oh dude why uh, not i mean that was just yeah, like yeah. that was a one in a million deal where like you could find them well enough to even catch them in a cast net normally it's just so random here you're not going to do that so
2: you know it's I'll, I'll tell you a little story on how i found that deal it was kind of random but i was fishing across the lake uh on a guide trip and i heard these splashes literally <laughs> cannonballs right across the lake. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, they're, they're, they're straight up and down vertical walls, and there's kind of like these little caves and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the shad were running the edge, and these absolute giant fish were just blowing up in these little areas. And you could hear it all the way across the lake, and I ran over there. And oh. The first day I was on it, we had a trip of, I mean, it was a phenomenal trip. I think we caught, it was a couple guys that I take out every April, except for this April, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, I've taken them out for like seven or eight years, and I don't know, I think our best five were, you know, over five pounds so it was it was one of those ridiculous days
1: that was just special right i mean those big fish were just positioned there and i'm sure they like that because what a you know it's like a a backboard in basketball that you can lay the hoop up off the the backboard into the net dude those fish have somewhere to push them up against and (laughs) and then it's over oh yeah
3: perfect
2: scenario that that first day i didn't have a cast net with me so I was taking a, the shad were so thick. I was taking a tre- treble hook on a drop shot
3: and snagging <laughs> a shad,
2: unhooking it, putting it on the hook and letting them cast it. Every time I got one, they would catch a big one. It Good was silly God. It
1: was. I mean, obviously we're all pretty devoted, you know, artificial lure anglers, but every now and then when you get like the, the the live bait dialed in like that, there's just something, like I haven't probably used live bait since that day, year however many years ago that was, like three or four years. But it is pretty fun when you just know that like, any like you can count backwards from 10 and you're just going to get annihilated because you've got the real thing it's it's fun every now and then for sure
2: yeah, and a lot of those fish you would see them before you'd catch them i mean mm-hmm. they would you'd see them swimming along and throw that live shad in front of them they just never resisted. resist
3: <laughs> those it, fish so are just was...
0: drunk on shad as nick would say man yep. he, he's, he's yep. used the term drunk on trout but they're drunk on shad dude i mean you could oh, you could take no a doubt. baseball bat and smack the water right <laughs> yeah. in front of their face and they'd still eat a bait eat it yeah <laughs> Not always the case. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice scenario. So, so, okay, so it goes from that. And then you fast forward the clock two hours till 9 a.m. And, uh, dude, you throw like the most perfect cast precision right in front of their face. And they just swim by it. They're like, no, dude, I just ate 6,000 shad an dude. hour ago. I'm full.
1: It's us on Thanksgiving by about 4 p.m.,
0: right? We're like looking exactly. for the couch. <laughs> like, I'm not eating anything. I don't care. Here's, it's pumpkin pie, whatever. Here's a funny one. And going back to yesterday's trip. I I think that's a lot of what we dealt with Emma and I, and we caught quite a few fish, but it was, we, we missed and lost a lot more than we caught. And, uh, that they're post-spawn, they're really tired from the spawning Mm -hmm. process and they just expelled so much energy, taking advantage of that shad spawn in the morning. Uh, it's (laughs) really (laughs) easy and common to just miss and lose fish. And one funny thing that kept happening to me, man, I was, I was throwing a drop shot and, uh, dude, the fish. I watched several fish eat my drop shot, watched them with my eyes eat my drop shot weight and not the worm because they were so <laughs> no keen on Chad. <laughs> yes, dude. It happened once or twice. I'm like, damn, that sucks. And then it kept happening. It was it was starting to get really frustrating. You know, they'd, you'd pitch it over at them and they'd come up and eat the weight and be swimming around. You're like, I can't set the hook. You know, your line's <laughs> swimming off. <laughs> like, they're eight inches from the worm. I'm like, damn, dude. And you, set, you finally just pull it away from them and then they just never eat it again.
1: You got to like jerry-rig a hook like through the little pinch point on that drop <laughs> yeah. shot weight and then like tie the line to the hook.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine the snags? Oh yeah, yeah. hardly any. I think that was probably, should have just picked up a different bait, but I was just being lazy. Yeah, you're with and, your I daughter to too, down, dude. That's dude, when yeah. you,
1: fi- when you fish with little kids, like I would always cringe when it was time to retie. That's when like, it's all going to oh, yeah. hit the fan. Like you got to focus on something else. Boat control goes out. Well, you have Spot lock so that helps now but just that was always whenever we'd break off and be like oof all right (laughs) Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, give give the kids (laughs) some oreos or something because we need some (laughs) some concentration
0: time Right on. Well, hey, I had a couple other topics But let's save them because uh, we've got justin lucas that's ready and uh, he's uh, again one of our first few repeat guests on the show one of our really good buddies and um, after Meyer was talking about him so much uh, two episodes ago we've got to get Justin on to hear his side of a couple of these stories and uh, just kind of have, have a chat with him, see how he's doing. So uh, let's do uh, it. Yeah. Let's bring, bring Justin on. Justin, what's going on, dude. What are you doing right now?
3: Well, uh, actually driving back home from a private lake that I fished today with this, uh, older gentleman that I know from Birmingham. So had a good time, got a million fish, And not a single one over two and a quarter pounds.
0: We were just talking about shad spawn. Was there a shad spawn going on?
3: No shad spawn. No, I don't know what was going on. All these fish were, they were all post-spawn. They're probably, really the bigger ones are probably out a little bit deeper somewhere. But I don't know how many bigger ones there really is in there. Just because when you set the hook on 40, 50 fish in a day, and you don't catch one over two and a quarter, it kind of makes you wonder. So.
0: Yeah, I would say. Maybe <laughs> you're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, definitely, you're definitely doing something wrong, dude. That lake's got <laughs> Yeah, better. right. Yeah,
3: thanks. <laughs> thanks, guys. Dude, you know what's <laughs> crazy is I, so you guys are calling me on Skype, and it, the last time I was on Skype was when you guys first started this thing, and that was September 9th, 2019. Right on. And look well, at dude, us now,
0: dude. We
1: get 35 downloads a month. That's
3: what I'm saying. Like, no, nah, I mean everybody's <laughs> loving your guys' show and it's growing. It's pretty cool.
0: Thanks, dude. Well, we talked. Okay, so we talked about that and we talked about your YouTube and this already seems like just an opportunity just to blow each other's stuff up. But uh, uh, how's your YouTube coming along? I've been watching the videos. How many? How many have you done? And and what are you doing now with it?
3: I've done, I think, I don't know, 10 or 12 videos, probably closer to 12 videos now. It's, uh, you know, I I edit all that stuff myself, just like you guys do. It's super time consuming. So I'm really just doing it more, uh, doing it more for fun when I can. Obviously, right now with everything going on, we got plenty of time and I've been able to shoot some cool episodes and we get a lot of great feedback. I just, you know, I'm not being consistent enough with it. Uh, to grow but at the end of the day I've said it before and I'll say it again I didn't become a professional bass fisherman to be a pro youtuber too no doubt not that there's anything against it it's just not why I became a professional bass fisherman so that's kind of why these last couple episodes I've tried to do more of like competition-based stuff you know actually betting Matt and Justin Atkins money during these uh, episodes that we're filming, and it makes it a heck of a lot more fun for me, anyway, when there's money on it. <laughs>
2: Dude,
0: this guy right here, you guys know, <laughs> know Justin. He is so competitive; it's actually not even funny. He's the most competitive person I know. It's unbelievable. How much? <laughs> uh, yeah, I
2: don't know. <laughs> yeah.
3: How much oh. money are we talking, Justin? Uh, it doesn't really matter. It could be twenty bucks or it could be a hundred. Okay. You're gonna fish okay. the same, you know. You're gonna. Yeah. But so far, fifty and hundred is what I bet, but. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't matter as long as you have something on the line. You know, there's just got to be something there. Like, what are you fishing in the for? Game. Yeah, I mean, what? I don't play bags and not have any money on the line either. You gotta. I don't even go golfing and not even. And I suck at golfing, but I've Dude. gotta have something on the line to make me feel like every putt matters. You know.
0: <laughs> we were t- we talked about on the podcast how you're physically trying to pay. Uh, Luke Claussen to buy players from him in fantasy football like actual cash.
3: I did not try and pay him. <laughs> That's
0: BS
3: man.
1: So it wasn't physical Luke. cash, it was digital currency that you're trying to pay him. Is that where the story was incorrect? Yeah,
3: all all crypto. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I don't even want to talk about Luke and fantasy football.
0: Fair enough. He's we'll unbelievable.
3: On. He was legit trying to sell his players and oh so it was you uh, know. it was him. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna play fantasy. I don't think I'm going to play fantasy this year, just because. Uh, like, I, I I don't know, man. It's way too time consuming for You'll what play. I got out of it. You'll play. I don't...
1: Well, dude, don't worry. The damn Rona has ruined everything. We probably won't even get a football season this year. So.
3: That's uh, true. Like, it's very true. <laughs> right. But, on. Well, uh, yeah.
0: Justin, you, you mentioned uh, you just just got your first speeding ticket in 20 years. Just Ooh. now
3: yeah so that was great that was an awesome way to start this morning uh yeah i i knew i switched over to a, a this diesel truck and as soon as i started towing with it i'm like dang man this thing you
1: cool, can go 95 with a or the boat
3: yeah and atkins told me justin atkins said when i got it too it's the same truck he has he's like you gotta be careful dude you'll get a ticket in that thing i'm like yeah yeah well i gotta take it the first week i had my license <laughs> 18 years ago.
0: Did you cry and when you got pulled over, dude? Were you shaking?
3: No, I was pissed because he was a <laughs> motorcycle cop hiding oh. in the bushes. He legit asked me, "Did you see me in the bushes?" I'm like, "No, dude. I just got my license. Like, I didn't I'm, see you." I'm 10 and two, bushes. bro. Yeah, like. Probably was. And uh, anyway, so that was a 51 and a 35, and then this morning I got a 69. In a 55, but my first mm. freaking ticket in 18 years, It like almost to the week of 18 years ago too. That's well, that might nice. be a so, new whatever. anniversary I actually, thing. I actually like, I knew I've been as much as we drive. I felt like i had been pretty fortunate. I haven't even had another ticket. Like this is the second ticket I've ever got my life. So that is crazy. Um, you know I I was like ah whatever. I actually told the cop. So I was actually going even a little bit faster. I know I was speeding. I'm sorry. And dude. Uh, he's, I thought the honesty thing might work. It didn't work out so well. But uh, anyway. Um, dude, yeah. where you live, you just need to be like, bro, I'm Justin Lucas. Nah, I, I don't think he cared. He would, have been, he would have been all
1: about it, dude.
3: He obviously is a crappie fisherman. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, and that's what why is, you did get the ticket. You have
0: something against yeah. crappie fishermen, dude no i'm just saying. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> yes. you, you, you remember when you got hit you, you remember when you got hit in the back by a bobber by a crappie fisherman you told me that story
3: yeah under a bridge at gunnersville did you yeah. were on his water i was trying to just troll under the bridge on my trolling motor and uh like get under the to the other side because there's boats everywhere and he legit cast it and hit me in the back with his bobber.
0: <laughs> dude you got to stay <laughs> off his water yeah, That's right. Another example of why the bridges on Gunner'sville uh suck.
1: Well, we were just I, talking I, about Josh I not having patience guy. for bluegill, so now you're the crappie crappie hater.
3: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you know, whatever. I'm
0: not. A hater. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. Uh have you <laughs> hey, taken You want to
3: hear the funniest story ever about somebody casting at somebody? <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah, sure. Dude. So, uh you, John Billheimer, who I used to fish with back in the day, you know, I go down to his house, fish with him every weekend on the Delta. And there was this slough down there. It's called cruiser Haven. And uh, John would always go in there and bed fish. And, you know, I would go in there and bed fish too, but uh, he would, I remember him, uh, this, this guy that lived on a houseboat there in that Marina, always getting pissed at John. And uh, finally one day the guy cast a lizard at him and it snagged the cleat on the back <laughs> of his boat. And so, John, he's 16 years old. And he sat down in the driver's seat and <laughs> freaking put it in gear, dude. And stripped <laughs> yeah. all the guy's line the- off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he gets. That's brilliant. Dude, the guy's dog cussing him and screaming at him the whole time, you know. And I think his dad threatened to go down there. But we tried to keep his dad from going. His dad would probably probably would have killed that guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That's funny. I mean, he's messing with a 16-year-old kid who's just out there fishing, you know, and you know how people are. If you go 5.1 miles an hour, they're they, they get all feisty. Have a houseboat there,
1: yeah. Yeah. Man. Josh. Yeah. Do you remember uh so Justin's story is one that actually happened in reality. Do you remember who the guy that uh, I don't remember if it was a guide trip or what you had, but uh, he was he was spinning a little bit of yarn telling you about his days of tournament fishing and when uh, someone didn't give him enough respect he had to cut him
0: oh yeah yeah this is uh you guys will laugh at this one i had this guy on the boat and uh, he had told me he had fished tournaments you know a long time ago and i know he did he actually uh, uh this guy had actually fished the bassmaster classic in the early 70s or late 70s or something so he had fished a lot um but he told me that on the pro on pro draw days that um, You know if he wasn't getting enough Respect from his partner he would have to Do something like to get their respect And uh, he had a move where he would Take a spinner bait and uh, And do a cast with a willow leaf Blade and slice <laughs> Slice them open with the blade on the cast their, Like slice their ear open Like and he, he he's, he'd say like Yeah I had to cut him he just wasn't giving me enough Respect and I'm just what? like okay. <laughs>
1: Dude, like, if you believe that, right? Like, I'm okay, like, this guy bro. thinks
0: I'm a complete idiot, apparently, but I'm just going <laughs> to nod and say yes.
1: Wow. <laughs> had to cut him.
0: Must have been the Wild one. West
1: back yeah. then. Rob probably was doing that in his era of sharing boats. Yeah, yeah that was
2: a common practice back in the day.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> had to wear earmuffs. <laughs> right.
0: As soon as that guy pulled the spinnerbait out, you're like, oh, crap. Oh, dude. man. Put, yeah, him yeah. Put him on. Put him on. <laughs> uh okay so dude uh since uh since we've only got like 30 minutes here and um you know we you normally just talk about you, you know more more recent stuff i think it'd be kind of cool to talk a little bit more about your days of fishing in california and and uh, just kind of that that stage from like when you talked about fishing with uh, bill heimer and then when you started fishing pro tournaments and and uh traveling traveling with meyer and stuff we had meyer on Two weeks ago, and uh, you had given me a couple hilarious stories to bring up to him, and then he told them, and they were great, dude. They were so funny. Um, Which ones
3: did he tell?
0: So he told the one one about, well, JR waking up having the night terrors, dude. Do you remember that?
3: Oh, yeah. He's staring at me at 2.30 in the morning. I don't know why, I don't know why, like, I woke up, but I woke up and I'm laying on my side facing their bed, and they used to share a bed. You know, we were trying to save money and we were at like a, some hotel. But, you know, how the lights come in through the curtains at a hotel parking yeah. lot lights and stuff. And, dude, I literally see his eyes like glaring at me. I'm like, what the hell?
1: staring into like, the window of your soul.
3: Dude, I'm like, I remember going J.R. J.R. And he's like, <laughs> they're coming. They're coming. And then you know, a, couple ex- a couple of explicit words in there they're coming and i'm like <laughs> who who's coming jr and this is at 2:30 in the morning and uh anyway i just pull the blankets back over my eyes i'm freaking out like what's going on man? and i asked him in the morning i'm like dude did you do you remember telling me that they're coming last night and he's like no i must have had that same dream again though <laughs> i'm like oh, wow that's terrible that's a, we talk- that's, oh yeah Homeboy Imagine needs some melatonin up.
1: or something. <laughs> he's a he's a good one though.
3: He's a good guy. That's he's known cool. Him a long time,
0: dude. It sounds like you guys had quite the crew. Uh, how about uh, I don't I don't think these guys have heard the story of that. How big was that? Uh, thirteen, fourteen that you caught at the Delta in the 13, FLW train? Thirteen yeah. nine. Just tell them that yeah. story real quick. It was it was unbelievable.
3: Well, we were just fishing on the other side of the wall at Russo's Marina in Frank's Drag. And uh, who was I with? I was with Jeff Billings. He's a local guy back in Northern California. And it was 2008. Yeah. And uh, literally, dude, you could hear them on the, you know, you could hear the weigh-in and everything. We were on the other side of the wall. You could hear everything going on. You knew the weights were crazy. It was just It was Hmm. nuts. There's people fishing everywhere, of course, because we're all getting ready to check in. And uh, Jeff picked up the trolling motor and he's like, All right, man, we got to go in. And I'm like, Okay, I'm going to make one more cast. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll never forget him strapping his rods down. And I legit just pitched a drop shot out to this clump of Thule's like we've been doing all day. And he picked the trolling motor up, strapped his rods down, and I set the hook at that point. And I'm like, Dude, I got a freaking giant. And he's like, You know, what do you you want me to do? I'm like, I I don't know. And it just ran straight into these toolies and was hung up in the toolies. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, I'm going to put the trolling motor down. So he puts the trolling motor down. He starts going in it. And by that time, it came undone and was just swimming towards the boat. And this thing came up and jumped right next to the boat. And he was there with a net. And he scooped it up, dude. And it was a Uh thirteen nine. And I was wow. legitimately calling, trying to find my 12. I, he's like, just throw. I'll never forget him saying, just throw one out, dude. Doesn't even matter. At that, that point, no. Yeah. I'm like, no, I got a 12-incher in here, man. <laughs> so he's like, he's trying to, like, strap my life jacket on. And I'm trying to get, get in the live well. And we made it in with, like, 30 seconds to go. Oh. Uh. Uh, anyway, freaking – as we're getting, like, he's running on pad, and I finally find the 12 incher and just throw it out, dude. We're cruising like 20.
0: <laughs> water skis across the surface. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> finally found it, but. Carol anyway, Baskins so, wouldn't approve of that. Well, screw Carol Baskins. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, mean- dude. So, tw- uh, freaking, what was that? A uh, it was a legit 12 and a half pound upgrade because that fish weighed, I know, one pound even if that <laughs> twelve. Pound what up. was your what was your bag for that day i think i had four like three pounders or two and three quarters and that so i had like 25 pounds oh, or something like did that. you win that tournament no but the first that was the second day the first day i was in a like 115th and i moved all the way up to 10th <laughs> and
0: wow. you made the and cut on that fish or was that yeah. National Guard? Oh, it
3: was. So you it made the cast. National Guard. Yeah, I ended up finishing eighth. Wow. That's it's crazy. I mean, dude, it's, that's like, I don't know. I think that's a record. Like, that's a world record in my opinion. How many people have cold 12 pounds in one cast <laughs> on the last cast of a day in a tournament?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah this, it's, it's never happened.
3: You
1: could have almost retired from that, dude. That might have been the high mark of your career.
3: I thought about <laughs> it.
1: Dude, like, you can't what top was- that.
3: Cody Cody I saw Cody when I came in the boat ramp Cody's like dude what's you I'll never forget him saying you look like you just saw a ghost I'm like (laughs) wait until you see what's in this live well dude I held it up and he, he's freaking out everybody was freaking out but that day there was a guy I can't remember his name he lived in Davis California he caught a 1311 he was a pro though oh and and so we both got big fish on our side or whatever yeah, but that next day, that guy went out and caught another one, almost 13. It was like a 12-14 or something. Whoa, he caught amazing. a 13-11 and 11 and a 12-14 back-to-back days. What a
0: freak show, dude.
3: It was insane back then.
0: It's not anything like that now, is it?
3: No, I don't think so.
0: I remember uh, looking at some of the team tournament results before we went there last time, and like it was 2015 when you won. and yeah. uh, Dude... Like, just a regular, and I know it was already starting to slow down at that point, but even then, like, there might be a 40-boat team tournament, and you look at the big fish column, and there would be, like, I'm not kidding, like, 5, 10-pounders out of 30 boats in the right time of the spring. That's crazy. Oh, yeah.
3: Dude, the the glory days down there, like, 06, 07, 08, 09, you could legit take a drop shot out there and catch. Like, I remember people catching 32 33 pounds and not even getting checks
0: <laughs> that's crazy did yeah. do you have a question rob
3: no i just i mean i fished
2: the delta quite a bit in the late 90s early 2000 it was never anywhere close to that uh with the exception of and i'm not trying to one-up you justin but the mark tyler's <laughs> fish
3: Nice. Uh, do you recall oh, yeah. that 14.9 i think
2: isn't that still a record in bassmasters i believe i'm pretty sure i think it is yeah And i mean it was just.
3: i mean how is that yeah. dude how is that really gonna get beat like
2: well
3: you're right I, dude, maybe it, maybe this day four. age you know yeah maybe i mean but it yeah. still would be a
0: one in a million
3: did roy hawk really catch a 16 pounder at fork and
0: Dude, I, i'm gonna let roy just tell everyone about this because i got asked about this last week and uh, i don't know if he wants to talk about it dude so i'll uh i'm not gonna be the guy to talk about it um <laughs>
3: But Josh, we need you too. We need the
2: publicity. Please hey, air all the laundry about the out. They
3: talk about the biggest party foul ever though. Dude, if thank you, didn't you Justin. Get a picture. Dude, over I,
0: I'm not making any comments, but that does remind me. I need to thank those guys at Bass Talk Live for having me on. I meant to do it in the first uh, part of the show, and this is going to be the end of it, so I need to do it now. But thanks. They uh, they bumped our downloads up to just a little over a million this week. So uh. <laughs> we, we, cracked,
1: <laughs> we cracked nine figures.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Straight killing it, guys. Dude, the whole
1: island of Asia tuned in. Dude, so i don't know if we want to use our precious time on justin with him breaking down the whole delta but dude why was it like i'll I'll try to make it quick what was it that was just so special in those few years there like was there just like water quality or was like the biomass on point like what was making that the spot for all of that
3: i I really don't know you know the grass of course there was lots of lots of grass back then they weren't killing it or anything okay Uh, and they do that now yeah I don't know I don't know what they're doing ever since i moved from there uh, I don't really keep up with it anymore I mean that's the only reason I won that tournament if I had kept up with it and all that I probably wouldn't have won that tournament in 2015 but I just don't keep up with it I just hear from a couple friends literally just two different guys I hear stories about it from time to time but I I have no idea what's going on at the Delta really anymore kind of sad like i definitely miss fishing out there and fishing clear lake but heck at the same time those guys can't even fish right now and i'm driving all over alabama fishing wherever i want so i don't miss that part
0: amen yeah there's a lot more options where you live now man there were some amazing amazing places and there still are out west but you've got so many options where you live now
3: yeah, dude, and there's gems, you know. Like last year, my buddy Devin and I—I I mean, we drove 12 hours, but that's no different than really like Phoenix to Sac or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you know, we were in a different state, obviously 12 hours, but uh, and Josh, you know where we were—I'm not gonna say where we were—but it was unbelievable smallmouth and largemouth fishing, and it wasn't just a you know pure giants like that, but you know the sheer numbers and average size that we caught so there's there's still some places that are untapped you just gotta i think you put just your gotta time
0: search,
3: in yeah you gotta search them out a little bit more
0: mm-hmm. do uh do you have like one i guess one i guess the delta would be your favorite lake but i just wrote down you know do you have like one most memorable day of fishing when you lived out west
3: gosh i don't know man i mean I would say Dude, I don't really know. No. Probably
0: like, when you I, caught a thirteen nine. probably yeah, already asked you about it. Once upon dude. a time.
3: I don't know. You know, that was definitely that was a highlight <laughs> out there. Winning my winning the first boat, uh that Billheimer Billheimer and I won one at Lake Orville. Uh that was a highlight. Uh winning uh Winning at Shasta, a boat up there was a highlight. And I would say winning it, my first uh, National Guard up at the Columbia River was a highlight. I had like four or five big main highlights when I looked back out there. And then, of course, the Elite Series, but uh, co-angler days, back-in-the-day stuff, those were the, the big ones. Right on, right on. The um, Columbia River, dude, was so unbelievable back in the day. Like, that, what was crazy about that is I had told my mom... I literally packed my stuff up out of, uh, I was in community college, lived a mile from my, or the community college was a mile from my house. I, I remember my teacher talking about something in class. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like I hate this. And I legit <laughs> folded my binder up, put it in my backpack and went home in the middle of class. And oh, I, in the middle of class. In, in the middle of class. I didn't even wait till the end of class. And, uh, I got home and my mom knew I was supposed to be at school. She's like, what are you doing at home? and the deal was if i was going going to school they were going to pay for it and uh they were going to pay for school as long as i was in school but i said i'm not i'm not going back to school mom and she's like well you're gonna you're gonna have to figure something out i'm like okay just let me fish this fall i have two tournaments i have one at clear lake and one at columbia river first one it was at columbia river and uh let me just fish this fall just kind of see what happens i'm always had a job always was working so it wasn't like I wasn't making some money, but, uh, she, you know, she wanted me in school and I went out there and freaking went up to Columbia river, never been there threw a four inch little stick bait on a Carolina rig. And it literally didn't matter where you took me. I was crushing them, dude. And won that tournament won 25 grand. And then the next three weeks later, one twenty five 25 more at Clear Lake. Gosh. I won 50 grand, <laughs> 50 grand in three weeks. I'm a, 20 year old or 21 at the time whatever in college just dropping out and living at home you know and had a paid off boat because i won that too so it was just like
1: so then you went to vegas and put it all on black right
3: yeah right dude i was i mean it, i'm sure meyer talked about how cheap i was but back then and <laughs> i probably still have a little still bit of that money today still is dude <laughs> yeah but dude the 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 carolina rig was so good at columbia river i will never forget the last day my voter being like hey man you got you're leading this thing by four pounds where do you want to go i'll just take you wherever you want to go so you can win and i'm like i don't care where you take me i remember telling (laughs) it's that good i'm gonna catch him no matter where we go i'm like i don't care where you take me just take me somewhere where i can throw this care and he did dude and uh He's like, okay, this spot right here, we've been fishing here all week. I've been fishing by Aler, blah blah blah. And dude, I us like another big bag, which was like 12 pounds at the time. I caught like almost 12 and a half, 13 pounds the last day by 9:30 in the day, for a Carolina rig, you know. And he was in 140th place, but he just wanted to catch some, and it was that, it was that.
0: That's crazy.
3: Uh-oh. Like it was insane. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah we got you broke sorry.
0: up for a little bit there, but hopefully it uh, picks back up. We just got like, uh, uh I got one more thing, man. C- can you hear me, Justin? Oh, oh, right. And right in time for the best part too. Can you hear me? Oh, like that's all right. Well, Hey, we got 25 minutes out of him. I have got, I, uh, <laughs> we have, Oh, yeah. are you there? I, I oh. am, yeah. We got you right on, man. Pull uh, over. Stop right there. <laughs> pull over.
3: Yeah, I'm Last actually one. right about right where I got the ticket earlier, so oh, I don't nice. want to pull
0: over. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing, dude. So I, I saw Billy Egan from One Bass posted uh, some photos from an El, the El Salto fishing trip that we did a couple years ago with Berkeley. And, uh-huh. uh, it reminded me, so we actually, Justin and I both went, but we, there were two phases. I went in the first phase and then he came in the second phase or vice versa. Um, they just had like 10 different riders coming in. They wanted certain anglers with certain riders or, or however they like an even number. So anyways, I'm in El Salto for a couple of days and then, uh, Justin comes in. Um, but apparently, uh, I remember hearing about a couple of hilarious pranks they had pulled on Justin. Uh, do you remember, do you remember what happened down there? Oh, are you there, Justin? Well, I'm gonna start telling these pranks then. Yeah, and make them sound
1: the worst you can, Josh. Yeah, Just bury he, him since he's he left us.
0: Back, yeah. If he comes back, he'll get to defend himself. But, uh, <laughs> dude. So, well, the first thing that happened was uh, they we land in Mazatlan, and it's Mazatlan's got like a tiny little airport. <laughs> Justin, you there?
3: <laughs> what was I don't know that? If that was a sound effect. I got you. Oh, okay. I tried to pull over, but that didn't work out. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks. Bertrand got you guys just now. I got good
1: service now. Okay. Well, Bertrand yeah. just buried you too. Yeah. Thanks. What did you, you say? I told you him about, about that that time to the, the trip.
0: I told him about what you got caught with flying down to uh, Mazatlan, dude.
1: Dude, all that Colombian bam bam.
0: What? I'm just kidding. No. Uh, what, what happened, though, when you try to get off the plane with your iPad, dude?
3: Oh, free. No, I'll never do that again. I I left my iPad on the plane, and we walked on the runway oh. into the terminal, and then I walked out of the ter- terminal back on the runway trying to get my iPad. Of course, nobody really Aren't understood you, like, me. Running?
0: Weren't you, like, running across the runway, <laughs> not just walking? like Like, kind of... <laughs> running to get back to the plane.
3: yeah it probably was but i remember <laughs> i didn't think anything of it well when i got to the little security desk dude the guy was watching me through the window and he looked at me well, dude he looked at me straight in the eyes and he's like don't ever do that again i'm like <laughs> okay
1: dude he's and grabbing he's his like, taser
3: oh yeah dude and uh he was like don't like the way he said it i'm like Okay, well, thank you very much for not, like, <laughs> arresting me right now. You know, like, it sounded like I did something pretty bad down there. Did the that. second I half pro- of- Probably would be frowned upon in the United States, too, but I just figured out oh, it's Mexico. It's well, Mexico. I don't care,
1: yeah. Well, because the second half of what he was going to say is, don't ever do that again without giving me 500 pesos afterwards, right? Like, Maybe. that was the second half of it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he legit scared me. I was scared... I was scared to go back. I'm still scared to go back there right now because of it. But uh, I was really scared to go back to the airport after that trip, like thinking, you know, that they had me on camera, that they were going to get me or like I was tripping about it. No lie. I was, you know, you eyeball every security guard and make sure they're not staring you down or anything.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I I guess you did. You got lucky, actually. They could have. And, and I remember it in the bus ride, driving by the actual prison, being like, can you even imagine? Like,
3: yeah, I remember
0: that. It, it looked so rough, obviously, from the outside. But I mean, yeah, I'm sure the inside's much better.
1: Dude, Josh, you could hack it. Dude. Did you get, like, a teardrop tattoo after a couple weeks in there? You'd be fine in a Mexican prison.
0: <laughs> it made me a lot tougher <laughs> on those offshore ledge tournaments when you have to kind of <laughs> yeah. be really aggressive. <laughs> when
3: you're elbowing <laughs> all the
0: panga fishermen
3: he would get a teardrop drop chop weight tattooed under his eye, but he ain't getting no ding, real teardrop there.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> that's hilarious.
3: He I told these... you. Hey, he wouldn't get a skinny weight or a round weight. He would do the teardrop. <laughs> yeah, that's right,
0: dude. He, you know, that's he's hilarious. Gotta, he's got to his cred high.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay. With a little three inch gulp minnow hanging off of it.
0: That'd be my eyebrow, dude. Yeah, that the my eyebrow. That would
3: be the minnow. <laughs>
2: oh crap
0: that's good no, okay so how about uh when you were there i don't know that just justin likes to play pranks so and, and the crew over at berkeley everyone gets along really well there were a couple good pranks on on you dude talk about the uh what they did with the cat
3: huh. uh, that was real funny to everybody else <laughs> i'm everybody takes siestas and uh I guess it was time to wake up from the siesta. They're knocking on my door, asking if I need room service. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'll be out in a minute, dude. And there was all these little wild cats hanging around there. And they threw a freaking cat in my room and pulled the door shut. And I'm sitting there with this cat that's, like, coming towards me on the bed. And I jump up on the bed. And it's, like, the loudest meow. You know, it's like, meow like it's probably was scared but i was too i'm like dude i'm not about to be a it if this thing scratches me who knows what i'm gonna get so freaking main were they looking, holding look? the door shut i don't know because i ran to the bathroom and closed that door and <laughs> i was trying to get out the window and uh finally dude after like 45 minutes they came up because i wasn't down at the boat
0: you were in there for 45 minutes hiding from oh, the cat yeah camp?
3: yeah Bro, I was not about to get out and get in a cat fight in my hotel room <laughs> in Mexico. Mexican then, they cat that, then they took that mannequin and uh, put it in my shower. And oh. yeah, I pulled that shower curtain back, and I thought for sure I was getting abducted for <laughs> two seconds.
1: Dude, it was your security guard friend. who was coming back.
3: Bro, yeah. <laughs> I, it I was a shower. like a six-foot-tall mannequin. That, that freaked me out. They
0: had a and mannequin Hunter, in the pro shop, uh, yeah. in the tackle pro shop. That's where they got it from.
3: Hunter had it all on GoPro. He, had, he strapped a GoPro on its wrist, but, of course, I was freaking naked, about <laughs> to get in the shower, so I, I was the only one that got to see the footage. But
0: was it oh, yeah.
3: What was your probably, reaction? You've never seen a curtain get pulled back so fast in your life,
0: <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well dang, dude. Hopefully we get to go back down there, man. That was uh is that awesome place throw. still
1: fishing just ridiculous like it has been for Time Immortal?
0: I think I don't El know. Salto Yeah, I think El Salto is still good, but it's not at its peak. Uh okay. I've heard back rack's at its peak right now. For it's size really and numbers. I think so. For yeah. size. For size, yeah. Right on, Justin. Well, dude, um we appreciate you coming on big time. Do you guys have anything else for him before we let him roll? No, nah, man.
1: We're we're grateful. Like Josh said, it's always fun to laugh and connect with you, man, and uh, keep keep
0: doing the YouTube thing.
3: I yeah. appreciate it, guys. You guys and, keep it up, too. Fun watching you guys grow as well.
0: Thanks, man. I'm stoked to see you again in a month. We're finally fishing again. I haven't announced it yet on this podcast, but I'm sure most people have seen it. But we'll be fishing uh, a month <laughs> from now in Florida, dude, so take it easy on okay. me when we get down there. Can't wait. All right, we'll man. See you Talk to you later. soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. See you. See you. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast, guys. We're always glad to spend an hour every week with you, and uh, we just have such a great time doing it. So thanks again. We also want to extend another huge thanks to Mark and Matt over at Bass Talk Live. They brought uh, me onto their podcast last week, and it's given us a nice bump over here, and uh, you may be a new listener, and you maybe came from over over there. So uh, thanks for that, guys. And um, if you haven't listened to their show, I highly recommend it. They're much more legit than us, and um, I listen to every every one of their episodes also. So, guys, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week.